All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hello again, and welcome to Primitive Screwhead Hardcore. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew. And we are here once again to dissect this member and discuss horror movies. Today's horror movie is going to be the 2023 uh, fifth sequel to the Scream series. Not Scream 2, not Scream 3, not Scream Score, not Scream 5. Scream 6, the latest one. Uh, Jenna Ortega is in it. She is probably one of the most popular actresses in terms of horror and just in general after the whole Wednesday thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's been in there. This one's set in New York. We got a new Ghostface Killer, new 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 sequel, new rules, new location. I don't remember any of the other taglines, but that's that. Uh, but yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, both Andrew and I had saw this yesterday. We've had about 24 hours to sit on it, get our thoughts, gather it out in there. Um, if you have not listened to our other episodes, we have done an episode on each individual screen movie. So definitely go back into our backlog and look at that if that is something you are curious about. Uh, but yeah, let's continue the tradition for this one. In the meantime, though, Andrew, how the hell are you doing? You know, I am doing great, man. Uh, it's finally warming up here. So I went for a run outside today, uh, which I, for in New England is like, like it, people have been doing it all the time. I'm very, uh, I, I'm a former asthmatic and the cold does not do well with me when I run. Um, but it's it's nice enough out that I can you know I can deal with having to worry about it. Um, and you know I, I got I got to see Scream Six, and uh, I also saw a second movie yesterday as well. I did a back to back screening of uh, Scream Six and uh, Shifty Five uh, with Adam Adam what's his name Adam who is who's who is uh, Kylo Ren Adam Driver, Driver. Adam, Adam Driver mm-hmm. I saw like basically Adam Driver versus dinosaurs uh, as well yesterday. Um, so you know I'm living off that depressing high. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I've heard, you know, how, how you doing? I know there, there's been some big changes in your life recently. How, how are things going uh, with you? Has there been? Uh, has you know, there I, been anything going on in this life? I know I your internet's know. changing. Uh, what's up? I know your internet's changing. You know, very. Uh, yes, my very internet big change. is changing. That serious is a very commitment. Big change. Yeah, I have Google Fiber currently, and unfortunately, my apartment complex will no longer be offering Google Fiber because they're switching on over to a more local site. Um, here in my city, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to make the switch this week. Uh, thankfully, though, it seems talking to my neighbors, the new internet service is pretty good. Um, but yeah, that's that. Uh, other than that, uh, oh yeah, I got married. Woo! Your boy. That was that was a very like delayed your boy. I I, I I didn't know if you're gonna go woo woo for a little bit longer, so I want to give you time, to like, <laughs> or you know, or to elaborate a little bit. So I was gonna like, you know, I I, I had to wait a second to make sure I was gonna interrupt your woo woo with the yeah boy. Uh, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, that's I, that. That's the shitty part of just like only talking over audio is there's a lot of <laughs> facial expressions and ticks that just like pass over to you, pass over to you. Nah, it's all good. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I did get married. It was a very small courthouse wedding. Uh, very nice. Uh, very very good. So now we are officially both married men, married screwheads, I guess, on that front right there. Um, and yes, I don't have much more to say about that, unfortunately. Not a lot of changes? Not a lot of changes? You you don't say we now all the time when you address yourself personally? You don't? Yeah. No? I mean, I was kind of already doing that anyway, because we have, we're in a long-term relationship, so it's just kind of like, yeah, not much has changed. But like, you know, we're, we're still, a lot of stuff is still being kept separate, or just kind of the status quo on that front. So not much has changed. We just kind of have to figure it out. And I'm sure it's going to be one of those things where like a year from now, I'll be like, oh yeah, that's different now. I have to, you know, do that. Or I have to produce a certified copy of, uh, 
you know, the marriage license or certificate. Although it is kind of funny. I'm going to call my dad out on this one. So after the uh, marriage ceremony, we just did a courthouse wedding. Uh, one, it was pretty funny because I brought a box of tissues uh, and it made the judge laugh because she was just like, oh, man, you, you brought a box of tissues. That's fantastic. You were prepared. Uh, but two as well, uh, my dad took the license afterwards. He just wanted to hold on to it. Obviously, you know, he was just like, you know, I'll, I'll hold on to it. You two enjoy yourselves. You know, we don't basically just trying to be helpful. And uh, he left that night to drive on to visit my other brother for his birthday. And he accidentally took it with him. Uh. So we were looking around like that evening. And it was just like, where the hell is it? And then we're just like, did dad take it? And I texted dad and he called me back. And he was just like, yeah, I got it. I'm so sorry. Um, thankfully, we don't need it for anything just yet. We will need it eventually, but not anytime soon. Um, so it's just a funny little anecdote at this point. But so he's coming back is- to me this week. So that there's no proof that you actually are married, no, no, uh, no, the no actual proof. No, officially, Ooh. no. There's nothing. So wow, wow. Yeah. I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it until I see that. I, I need to see the the certificate. It's, the yeah. picture you sent me wasn't enough. I need to see the certificate. No, definitely not. Yep, hundred percent not. Uh, but yeah, that's that. So that's the biggest thing right now that's going on. Uh, other than that, um, yeah, we're planning our. We don't really have a honeymoon just yet, but we are planning an international trip to London and Sweden later on in the year. And we're trying to figure out, uh, playing around with that, figuring out stuff, that sort of thing right now. Uh, other than that, that's pretty much all we got going on right now. So, yeah, cool stuff, cool stuff. Yeah, boy. Yep. Yeah, so do you, do you want to hop into the movie? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to that. So just a little bit of background information. If this is the very first episode you're listening to, uh, we have covered every single other Scream movie, not the TV series, just the the movies thus far. And overall, we're both pretty big fans of Scream. Like, we Mm -hmm. both think it's a very consistent movie series. Uh, All of the movies are generally pretty entertaining. I definitely... Like, going into the series, I've heard the reputation of 3, and I actually really like 3. I thought it was pretty good. Um... So, yeah, both of us kind of had, I guess, high expectations for it. Um, in terms of Scream 5, I do want to kind of talk about that for a little bit right here. How do you feel about Scream 5 one year later? Like, do you like it as much as you did when you first watched it? Or does it, has it kind of lessened over time, that sort of thing? Uh, it's still, it's still, I still enjoy it. I, I was, I, in reflecting upon this movie after coming out of it and kind of comparing it to my original thoughts on Scream 5, um, I, I did realize how much I really enjoyed Scream 5 to a degree, like a little bit more than, you know, obviously, I think because we, we'd done all four prior. Um, and I think, you know, it's still, I still don't know quite where to place it because I feel like the original trilogy to me are kind of a, a special thing, especially on our rewatch. I thought like Sydney's character uh, arc was really great. And I think that mm-hmm. um, the only thing that I, I almost think this kind of lessens 5 for me a little bit because I think this retcons some of the stuff that happens in Scream 5. So it mm-hmm. almost, yeah. I think, I, oh, yeah. I think it lessens Scream 5 for me, not because I think the Scream 5 is diminished as a film, but because I think this does some things, that it retcons some things, and I just think already in movie two after movie one, um, I know there is an arc that they're putting in for these main characters, but I just don't feel like it was as strong as Scream 2 arc was for Sydney. So like the mm-hmm. you know the, the sequel arc of these characters I don't think is as strong as it was. It seems like it was kind of mentioned every now and then, but not really shoved in your face as much. Like I feel like, uh, you know, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I still think Scream 5 is a great movie. I think it's, you know, I think it's top Scream or, you know, I don't know. How, not, not top in terms of the best, but, you know, like top tier. But that being said, I think it's very hard for me to distinguish a tier other than four. Four can be, be four is below the other ones. But after that, mm-hmm. I'm kind of a, I don't know where they, where they stand with me. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think you and I kind of are going to feel similar to the retconning. And I'm assuming you mean like the twist in the third act of Scream 6, where they kind of reveal what happens. Um, we're, we're not going to go into spoiler tour just yet, but I'm assuming that's what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, now to me personally, I, I definitely feel that, I don't know, maybe I have to sit on six a little bit more, but I do feel a little bit lessened in terms of five. Like it, it's definitely diminished in my view. I still enjoyed it. I still think it's a very, very good movie. Um, but at the same time, I'm kind of realizing a lot of the problems that they had, like um, Sam's actor, her acting, and she's a lead character, wasn't very good in Scream 5. And may I just say that... I, I guess she took that criticism to heart because that actress did a great job in six. I think she really massively improved. I don't know if you feel the same, but I, I, I felt she was very much more believable as a main character. I felt like she actually had a much better character arc and yet yeah, the acting was just a ton better. So kudos to, uh, Oh gosh, what's her name? The, Melissa Barrera. The, yeah. 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 Um, I think she did a great job in this movie on that front. I, I'm um, actually kind of the opposite. I actually, I like really? her less than this movie. I think, I think they gave her more to do more to act and I think that she did a worse job. Like other than like, there's some really good kind of like her going to the dark side moments of mm-hmm. like you know where she had like that that deadpan stare. But I feel like there's a lot of times where she's speaking or she's trying to motivate the team, and it just felt really flat for me. I, I felt mm-hmm. like the, the urgency that was there wasn't quite there. But I think that's because they also gave her more to do. Like she, I don't know. I think that the, the relationship with the weird guy across the road, like they they added in elements that that like I think had her have to play a different character to a degree. Um, and I, I, that could be because trying to be playing a reserve character, but I thought that she was kind of muted in both performances, but I just felt like, I don't know, it, there were times in this where I'm like, was that, was that the delivery? Like, you could have done that. Like, there are a couple times, I, and I, I just remember, like, which I never happened in the fifth movie, but in this one I got pulled out a few times, and I was kind of like, that could have been said, like, that could have been said it again. They, they could have done a different that's, on that. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting, because I felt the exact opposite. I felt five, those moments of just like, okay, she's pretty wooden the whole way through. And then, of course, too, I think it was just kind of, because Jenna Ortega, at that point, she had been in X, um, she had been in a few little miscellaneous things, but not a huge amount. And then now that she's blown up after Wednesday and everything like that, she is, you know, the Anna Taylor Joy basically right now of uh, the movie scene, and everyone wants to get up, you know, her in their movie or TV show or whatever. So I feel like Scream Five, it was just one of those things where she was compared to Jenna Ortega, and Jenna Ortega just acted circles around her. Uh, this one, I feel like I, I just found her a much more interesting character in this one personally. Um, mm. I, I, I think the whole protective older sister thing, processing in the trauma, that sort of thing, I thought that was a good kind of development for it and running on through. And I think she did a pretty good job with that. And then, of course, too, the whole social media aspect about everyone thinks that she is the, uh, you know, the Woodsboro murderer. Um, I, mm. I, I love it's like the Woodsboro truther subreddit and stuff yes. like that. Like that was, again, Scream is always very good about kind of keeping a pulse on the digital age or not even the digital age, but just the social um the the cultural zeitgeist um of the era it's released in and this movie is no different so little yeah. stuff like that is pretty good uh but yeah that's that uh what else um also well, I, I, I don't know if i'm trying to hop into spoiler territory i want to ask you what was your screening like what was your uh what were you past oh, screen? terrible, terrible? <laughs> what 
I yes, unfortunately, yes, this was not the best experience for me to see this movie. Um, so I saw a matinee showing about 1230 on a Saturday, which I guess is my fault. Uh, but basically, we went on in, uh, there was a group of two, um, like a dad and like two preteens, and they were making comments throughout the entire movie. Like when one of the kiss scenes happened, they audibly groaned out and they were just like, ah, like, ew, kissing, gross. Uh, but the worst part was in the other side of the theater, uh, somebody brought their toddler. Um, oh, God. And the toddler was crying and then also making farting noises the whole time as well. So, like, during the bodega scene, it was basically just this kid making farting noises. And the parents had did nothing. Um, so that really pissed me off. So, unfortunately, my screening wasn't the best. And I was just kind of like, yeah. But it was... It was easy enough to tune out because they were completely on the other side of the theater it was just the quieter scenes were kind of like okay i could hear it on that front which mm. sucked how about you uh so i my i went to also matt now to the me and my buddy uh uh he wanted to see a movie and i was like i need to go see him scream six he he actually, actually had not seen any of them so mm. he went and saw us with me having seen none of them i sent him a quick like five minute catch up on scream uh and he and i talked about a little bit of questions he had about it like he was really confused about sydney versus who gail was um, mm-hmm. And I talked to him about it and, like, you know, kind of helped him out a little bit. Uh, cause he, but he also wanted to see that 46 movie or 55 movie, 65. Uh, so we went and saw that as well. Uh, um, and so, like, yeah, our, but our theater was packed. Um, it, was, it was completely full. Um, and I think, honestly, I think this part of the Jen Ortega effect you mentioned, I think that Wednesday brought a lot of younger audiences to this movie that maybe not wouldn't have gone to see it before. Because um, there were a lot of younger groups in there. I was surprised. Like, the kid thing next to me had to be, like, 15. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, for part six of a franchise that started in the 90s, that's kind of, you know, interesting. Um, but I do think that Jen Ortega, like, actually one of my coworkers has a young daughter. I think he's in middle school. And she was excited for Scream because she loved Wednesday. Um, so her and her daughter had been watching them, um, a- a- again, mm-hmm. beca- because of this. Um, so I do think that that did have a play. And I, and I don't know about you, but I actually kind of felt this movie was less horror-y and less suspenseful, I thought, than Five was. I think that, that's why Five, I think, worked for me, is I, I, always, I felt that a lot of sense sense of tension and this one i just didn't feel mm-hmm. that sense of tension i felt like the core four were pretty safe um and i felt like you know i, I felt the first two thirds uh the tension was pretty good uh mm-hmm. the last third though and i have my problems with this last third of the movie which we'll talk about later but i i, I definitely feel like the tension in the last third was completely out the door yeah um, i agree especially with the core four and everything like that uh, but we'll talk about that later yeah. um but, but I, yeah I, I will say that my, my buddy, and, and I don't know if he's going to leave if he listens to this, and I feel bad if he does, but uh, he is a, uh, he's a great guy, and he's really fun to go see kind of hammy movies with, but he is that kind of guy who, like, makes comments in the movie, mm. like, oh, 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 and, like, at one point I wanted to be, like, like, like you know, any time there's romance, like, oh, oh, or, like, when somebody gets stabbed, he's like, oh, oh, like, you know, there, there's times for that and times not, but I feel like as much as Scream can be a gimmicky movie, and there's times for that, I think that when they try to do the tension, um... It, it was a little bit of distracting, so that may have affected my viewing experience a little bit when, like, something was, like, there was a serious moment where, like, you know, Sam was trying to, like, or uh, Jenna Ortega and Sam were kind of reconciling, and he's like, oh, I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm down back a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So my, my, my viewing was affected by that. Um, but I was surprised how many kids were there. But, again, I think that it's that Jenna Ortega effect. And I was actually meant to ask you, do you know, because um, this, was this film, because I know, you know, this was a year turnaround for Screen 5, um, less than a year, I think, actually, uh, possibly. Um, and I think Scream 7 has already been announced. Um, but... Do you know, did, um, did, Wednesday was filmed prior to Scream 5 coming out, right? They were just doing I believe it. so, yes. Okay, so, so like, I'm, I'm wondering how much of this, I, I'm curious if they recut this at all to feature Jenna Ortega more, because obviously she was a big character in 5, but I do, did feel like the, she was more present in this one, um, you know, and obviously on the poster she's bigger, 
um, and like you know, like he said, like X came out after um, Scream as well, and that that popped up a little bit. But I, I do feel like the tone and the tension of this was turned down, I think, and I wonder if that was because they knew that the younger audience would be coming to this um, mm-hmm. to a degree. Because I also feel like there was a lot of explaining. Um, like my, my my buddy at the end, he was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, like you know, honestly, like I I didn't, I, you know, that little video was helpful, but like they like spoon fed me a lot of stuff. He's like, you know, they'd be like, oh, this is her from this. This is him from this. Oh, I'm this person to this. Oh, this is, and mm-hmm. like, he was like, he said that like, it felt like they were really kind of like explaining a lot to him, um, which yeah, would be which interesting. Yeah, which kind of does go in line with the Scream movies. Like the one scene where Gail comes back and she like says to, uh, um, oh crap, Sam, uh, just like, you know, oh, Gail, or not Gail, um, Sydney, you know, she, she's gone. She sends her love. She deserves her happy ending. And then like, I could, feel the scriptwriters kind of turning to us and just giving a wink and that sort of thing too so oh, actually yeah. i meant to okay one second while we're here because she said yeah. i think she said mark right she said her and him and mark or matt some m name are um are went took the kids and went off to go hide somewhere right yes mm-hmm. patrick dempsey pays mark kincaid in three okay so it is patrick dempsey so she is married to patrick dempsey okay confirmed mm-hmm. good okay. okay that was my that was my when she said that i, I meant to look that up okay so that, that is gotcha. good. All right. Um, so um, like, that, that brings in like a uh, uh, kind of uh, a question. Another question I had for you: um, Do you feel like Sydney was lacking in this movie, um, or do you, like, do you feel Sydney needed to be in this movie? I think I think I know your answer. I think no. we talked about this in five a little bit. But uh, what did you think? Because I, I know the part of the controversy with this was that she was in the movie. Some fans like that. Some fans don't. And part of the issue was that was because she said they didn't offer her enough money for her importance to yes. the franchise. Uh, did yeah, you feel like she was needed? And- and not only that, too, but, like, Gail, um, Courtney Cox, you know, she's got that friend syndication money. She, you know, doesn't need to work another day in her life. And she loves this character so much that she has basically gone on record saying, yeah, I'd play Gail for free. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care. Um, in terms of her presence being missed, no, absolutely not. I, I feel at this point I was invested enough in the core form um, to kind of have that torch passed on that front. I, I, I liked all four of the characters. Um, I do have minor issues with them here and there, which we'll talk about when we get into spoiler territory. But yeah, I don't feel that her presence was missed at all. How about yeah. you? No, I'm the same boat. I honestly, I think that Scream needs, I think Scream's the only good thing. Like, I know that this wasn't their plan. Apparently the, she was originally supposed to be in it and she was supposed mm-hmm. to have, have a role. I don't know what that role was, um, but I like that she's not in it. I like that she, like, I don't know. I felt like five, she was very shoehorned in. Like, oh, look, it's her. And I felt like it was a lot of Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween where like, there's some weird attachment, and yes, she was, you know, she held the trailblaze it, but, you know, you need to move past her, and, like, yes, it makes sense, because Scream, like, in the, you know, it was connected, it was inherently connected to her, but now that they've put Sam in this, where she has another inherent connection to the franchise, you know, you don't need her, and I think, I don't know, obviously, she should get paid for what she deserves, she blamed it on sexism, I don't know if that's the case or not, uh, but I don't think she's a character who needs to be in this movie, and I don't think Nev Campbell would have brought much to this, necessarily, mm-hmm. um, I mean... I just, I just don't see it. Like, I, I, I prefer for, um, I, I prefer to, uh, have, um, what's Gale. a Gale. I prefer Gale. I think that, I think having these side, I like it more, like, I, you know, it's like a Naruto. And this is like, you know, <laughs> here, 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 I'm going to go off on a little rant here. Uh, so, you know, if you need to do anything, okay, feel free. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so, like, like, I always felt like, you know, it, it's, all, for me, like, a Naruto, I always found what's great about that anime was that, um, you know, you, you got interested in the main character, um, and, there were moments in within the series where he would get brushed aside or knocked out, and these other characters, like when they go chase after Sasuke, these other characters like Shikamaru and Choji, these you know this fucking fat kid off to the side gets a moment to shine and really kind of 
flesh out who he is and gets a moment. And I think this was that movie for Gale. I think most of the time Gale is a one character most of the movie. And I think this was, this was that movie for Gale where she really got to... Uh, I think she had one of the best moments in this movie. I fucking loved her uh, her turnabout she pulls in this. Um, uh, yes, the, the the scene where she puts the ghost face killer on hold. Yes, like literally, I love that smartest yes. fucking uh-huh. person in this movie. Like when <laughs> when that happened, like I, I, you know, we, we can talk about that uh, when we get to spoilers in a little bit. But like, I really enjoyed her um, her doing that. Like, I thought that was great. And like, I think yeah. you know, it's I think that's always the sound of a good franchise when you can explore those characters. So I think pushing uh, what's her name off is better. Like, it's it, I think it's again part of the problem with the Halloween franchise. They stuck so much to that one character that like. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you just stopped caring, like, and, like, also then you really kind of do what they did with this movie, which, again, is my complaint about Gail, is they also kind of retcon part of her story, because by bringing this character back consistently, you have to constantly make their, them develop or constantly make something new in their lives, and to bring yeah. Sydney, who's come to realization of being comfortable with who she is, and, you know, coming back and forth to a degree of, uh, you know, again, living with that, to the point where Temple wrote that book, and she's kind of, like, knows the tropes and knows, you know, it, it is a little bit more badass to a degree in four, um, and is a little bit more confident in who she is. Like five was, you know, kind of the last send off of seeing her one more time in that role. But to keep bringing her in would have to would have to do what they do with Gail, where they retcon something about her development, or they, you know, just it's just feel contrived. So I think that leaving her out and giving these other side characters a chance to shine, even if you know if it's their final moments, like a Dewey in five, uh, you know, it's it it's to me that's preferable, and it's I think it's it's a better way to show that you are you know willing to play with the universe more than just stick with that one person have more confidence in the universe outside of her yeah because absolutely you know after a while because you know all films need to have some sort of conflict and if you're bringing a character back they need to be involved in some sort of conflict otherwise they're just a static boring character and getting back and forth with sydney is just yeah again what gail said she deserves her happy ending there is nothing more she could bring to the franchise rather than just a small little cameo. So I would much rather prefer they pass the torch to something else, which yeah. it seems like what they're doing. And it seems like they're kind of mirroring on some points, which is pretty cool as well. But that's that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do want to talk a little bit because we have been talking, kind of jumping on in. And I do want to get into spoiler territory. Um, let me talk about the general premise of Scream 6 first, and then mm-hmm. we'll go ahead and give our general impressions of it. Yeah. Uh, so this is kind of a direct sequel to five, which is kind of considered another soft reboot of the series as well. Uh, requel, I think is what they called it, yep. where it is basically a continuation of the original story. However, it's a brand new cast of characters, brand new plot line. Like it's a good jumping on point for Scream 5. Um, there are bits and pieces and Easter eggs and characters you may miss, but by context, you'll be able to kind of squared away and figured out on that front. However, this six is a direct sequel to five, uh, setting up with Sam and Tara, who um, once again is played by uh, Samantha Benera and uh, Barrera. Sorry, Melissa. Yeah, Melissa Barrera. Sorry, Sam's the character. And Mm -hmm. uh, Jenna Ortega, of course, who are kind of our leading ladies in this one um, and in the previous one as well. Uh, But going on through, they move to New York, go to college, trying their best to kind of go away from the Woodsboro murders of yesteryear or six months ago, I think it was. Um, And then, of course, Ghostface stops up. Um, Kind of a little bit of a Jason Takes Manhattan vibe to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, this is set in the city and actually pretty much authentically captures the city for the most part. The only complaint I have is the opening scene with... um, the uh alleyway in yeah. new york like there's there's no alleyway that size in new york absolutely not like notorious new york is notorious for not having alleyways um but anyway going along with that ghostface comes on back and it's a big city setting uh, but basically the same sort of slasher thing and that's the premise for that one but overall andrew what did you think of scream six i think it's i think it's like a i, I liked it I, you know it's not i think i am impressed that six can still be as good as it is 
again, I, I think compared to five, it, it dulls a little bit. But you know, I'd say it's it's still a great movie. Like you know, I'd, I'd yeah. say it's it's at least again, I'm not somebody who values one as the best ever. So like, I might say you know, it's it's on par with three to me to a degree, three and two. Um, like I I, I, I can never play it tell if I like two better than one or not. So it's either it's it's one or two. It's on par with one or two to me, depending on whichever one I, I like at the moment better. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's number two to whichever one I like better. How's that? It's you know, yeah. It's, 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 I think it's a step down from five, but not a, not not a large step at all. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah, I up in the first two thirds, I was really liking it better than five. I was just like, okay, the setting is really unique. I really like what they're doing. I like the characters a lot better than five. Um, I think the jokes hit a lot better than five. And five was pretty funny at times too. It, it was just this was such a fun movie, and I liked where they were going with it. Um, the last third I still enjoyed. I definitely have problems with it, especially the reveal of the killers, which we'll talk about when we get into spoiler territory. Um, so that kind of brought it down a little bit. But overall, when I was going on through, I did, I did really enjoy this movie. I think it's a worthy follow-up, a worthy sequel. Um, I think there was a lot of things they improved upon on five, a lot of things they kind of stayed consistent on. I would probably place this better than five, but just slightly, um, Overall, I'm, I'm excited to see where six goes because it looks like they're kind of setting up a trilogy. So I'm oh, yeah. curious to see where they go from here. But yeah, that's that's where I'm going on in. That's where I'm figuring out. Um, yeah. All so right. do you want to jump into spoiler territory at this point? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, sounds good. So if you still have not seen Scream 6, uh, we definitely would recommend it. Uh, one more thing as well. There is a post credit scene, so just be aware of that. Fuck you. Um, Fuck you. And we'll jump on into the next one. All right, so we are spoiler territory now. Three, two, one, go. All right. So, um, yeah, gosh, what do we want to talk about from there? Let's, so let's start with the opening. About... Yeah, I, sure, I, absolutely. I, oh, I, yes. I think the opening you know, so always the first a great thing to, to start with. That what blew a... my mind. Like, so good. Uh-huh. I... See, I I liked it and I didn't like it. Like, okay. Again, it, it felt very tame. The the, the death of um, was that on Taylor Joy? Is that who that was? The no, death... that was a uh, Samara Samara, Samara uh, weaving. weaving. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, for ready or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her her death to me was like, eh. I'm like, okay, that's very restrained. And I liked that that wasn't the only because yeah. when that first happened, I was like, you're fucking kidding me. I was like, that's the lamest fucking death in any in, in the entire franchise. Um, mm-hmm. and. I, I think it, it's so hard for me, and again, this 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 isn't the actor's fault necessarily. This isn't, uh, you know, this this is just the cultural, you know, the cultural time we're at. But I think casting the the like she like uh, Flash Thompson from No Way Home was a really bad idea. Um, mm. Not because I think he's a bad actor, but because it's so hard for me to not associate him with that character. And I think that was part of the point was he's supposed to be kind of like this man baby child kind of character. Um, but I just couldn't take it seriously, and I was just like, "Okay, when is he gonna die?" Like, you know, like, I, I, you know, it, it was so obvious to me that was intentional that he was not the killer, uh, and like, I don't know, I, the cat and mouse I thought was very obvious too. Like, it was very mm-hmm. when they're like, "Oh, where is he?" Okay, he's, you know, I, felt I like agree with you up until this point. Yes, but what like, was the twist? What do you mean? Oh, uh, the, the no, 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 no. I, I, I agree with you up until this point. Like, you know, that the whole, you know, at the bar, luring her into the alleyway, that sort of thing, that was very by the numbers. But that was intentional oh. because the twist in the opening scene is what? Oh, I, no, I see. I thought the by the numbers part, I thought the beginning part was at least suspenseful and like, creepy to a degree, waiting for that to happen. And, you know, I think that's a realistic thing, you know, being alone in an alleyway and getting killed by that. Mm-hmm. 
I actually thought the second part was even more by the numbers, like in my mind at least. Oh, in the really? Okay. And like, and like this, how the like I don't know. In the like, look at how hyper aware we are, and look at how we're going to de- defy the trope by this happening. Like when mm-hmm. he opened that fridge, you knew he was going to open the fridge. There's going to be a body. Go first, going to appear behind and kill him. You knew that, dude. The, knew the that. whole reveal of just like, okay, yeah, we get the the, the, the girl uh, dies in the opening scene, and then the camera continues and then takes off the ghost face mask, and we're just like, oh shit, are, is this gonna be the movie where we know who ghost face is the entire movie? Oh shit, are they revealing? Okay, we're gonna oh. we're following the killer after he's killed, goes no. back to the apartment, and then the twist is, oh, he's an actual victim as well. No. It was kind of a double take. See, like, that, I loved that. I thought that was very clever. Well, that, that was my problem with the casting, is that as soon as he took off the mask, I'm like, no way. No fucking way. Ah, like, uh, gotcha. I was like, no no fucking way. No no way Flash Thompson's going to be killing these kids. No way this, like, <laughs> no way this, like, okay, this, this, you know, not this, like, I don't know. Like, like no, no way. No, no, like, and... Like just no, like I, that, that 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 that's why. If it was some like what they should have done, I think is make him in a more intimidating character. Like and I, and I guess mm-hmm. it's the idea that they're, they're you know they're film nerds and stuff, and that mm-hmm. you know that was that like that was part of, like, like it was part of the joke. But it was almost like by by making that part of the joke, it got rid of the tension. And I think that scream openings for me are inherently usually the most tension filled parts of the movie. So I guess kind of changing that, like because you know I thought Jenna Ortega's takedown in um Scream Five was you know ratcheted you know that was that was tense that was holy shit like and this one like i don't know you have this kid joking and talking around and like oh you killed your fucking phone for us or what like you know like to me that that's like a a later thing because it's it's you know it's i don't know it was it was very comical to me and i just thought i didn't have to feel any attention for it mm-hmm. i i i felt no i i just feel like it wasn't like it, it was an inventive idea but it was it kind of did what scream four or sorry scream yeah scream four did where it was the the movie and the movie and the movie and at one point you're kind of just like okay okay like you know you lost the suspense because you went too too deep and i thought that was kind of like this you, you <laughs> lost the suspense when you went too deep uh of like the oh look it's the killer but it's killer killing the killer like i don't know i just wanted yeah uh, it, i, I that, really disagree with issue. it i think it was i think it was a good just I mean, it was just one extra level like i agree four was kind of like okay you're within you know a movie within a movie within a movie whatever it was on that front that was a little bit too meta at that point but um on that front right there going on in um sorry um yeah i i thought it was just one layer of that on that front um you know going on in with the reveal i i I don't think that was too bad so how dare you i'm offended i like 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 I, i do i do like though that like that part of the issue, you know, because like that that was a very billyish thing to a degree of like the I'm, she gave me a C on my on my film paper. Um, I thought that was interesting, uh, and I, and like but the thing is to me is like I really enjoyed the opening with Samara we've been talking like on the phone and her like like I liked seeing her talk and then like the like you know the expressions on her face where she's like well actually you know horror films are a reflection of society like you know she's she gives her professor speech to the guy she's talking on the phone and then it's like Jesus fucking Christ what am I doing like. Love that. Like, I thought that that was so good because it made me like her a lot. So I thought I would have much rather stayed with her and have her go through the tension than Flash Thompson. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, like, gold. Gold, gold mm-hmm. action tomorrow weaving. Great. Didn't want you to die. You were great. <laughs> I, 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 actually, I think it would have been interesting if, if, if they've kept her alive a little bit longer. Um, but, I, you know, I get why they did what they did, obviously. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. All right, all right. So you know, I, I, I guess, so we got know, the opening scene there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll agree to disagree on that part. Um, okay. <laughs> so then, um, so then what did you think of the premise in general of, of this one? So, like, like you said, the premise is you know, uh, you know, they're in New York. They're, they're getting, they're getting come out. They're getting, you know, they're come, they're getting uh, attacked by ghost faces. 
uh, ghost faces are using um, old props and masks from the previous murders, which I originally thought was going to be from from the movies. I thought they were going to be stab relics, like mm-hmm. props from stab. But they're but actually no, from the, the actual, actual evidence. Yeah, I like that. Um, I, I think there was a line, too, where it was just like, you know, this isn't stab. This is from the actual murders. And I thought that was kind of clever. I was just like, oh, OK, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I like that. And then the TV, the fucking TV, <laughs> like oh yeah, I, I I I'm sorry, like I just I loved when um, uh, da, 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 Kirby and oh gosh, I'm forgetting everyone's name right now, uh, Kirby and uh, Mindy um were talking about you know Bonnie and I were scary movies and just like you know and that's the TV that killed Stu if you believe he's dead and uh-huh. that's another weak link to the audience because everyone wants Matthew Illiard to come on back and I'm just like yeah, I but think that's I, scene, I, scene I love seven. that would be uh, I. I did call that um, with the fake out at the very end of the third act. Like they're gonna they're gonna bring the TV in somehow, and then like after they sat down and the steps and they're bonding over their sisterly moment, and then all of a sudden, take a look and uh, you know I know it was like there's gonna be a fake out. There's always a fake out of these oh, movies, yeah. and it's gonna use the TV in some way, and they did, and it was great, and I loved that. But uh, I mean, I had my again I had my issues with the third act, but <laughs> that mm. that moment made me smile. I was just like, all right, I see what you're doing there, movie. I like it. And then, how I did you feel that correctly? That that actually brings up a, a great transition. How do you feel about Kirby in this movie? Yes, I want to talk about that one. I unfortunately don't think this was great for her. No. And the reason for that is, I I love the character. I thought being an FBI agent was great for her. I did like the twist of the twist at the very end where it was just like, oh, she's not really an FBI agent. Oh, wait, no, she is. It's just the killer is lying to, you know, uh, Sam and uh, Tara. Um, I just, I don't felt like she had much to do with this movie. And yeah. it felt very shoehorned in, like, here's Kirby. It, it, it didn't feel natural to the plot. It felt very forced. Um, I, I, I would have liked her in the movie, but I would have liked her to be written better. Um, yeah. Do, do uh, think... Fun little fact, though, mm-hmm. apparently behind the scenes before we continue, um, apparently Hayden Pertine has been really hard to reach because uh, she hasn't acted for like five years. Um, she's just kind of enjoying her time and her hero's money or whatever it is on that front. Um, but yeah, apparently they were trying to get her to um, make an appearance for the longest time and they could not find her contact information whatsoever. <laughs> like they didn't have an agent, they didn't have anything. And then finally it was like a friend of a friend of a friend was just like, oh yeah, I can get you in contact with them. So it was kind of funny on that front. So I, I was like, part of me was wondering after hearing about um, the fact that they originally wanted Sydney in this movie, if, if, if Hidden Penetrate is partly written in to fill that role, if Kirby is partly mm-hmm. like put in there as the, as like a comeback character who kind of appears. Um, I don't know if they, if they originally planned to bring her back because, you know, obviously there was that line in um, or that little article in Scream 5 about her being back and talking about surviving. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was, if that was always the plan. Like, ideally, I'm hoping it was because, you know, they felt like they were setting it up. Um, but no, I agree with you. I think she was nothing character in this movie. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that all she was is red herring, um, which is just annoying to me to a degree because I feel like, I don't like, she was such an obvious red herring that it would like it would have been interesting. I think if she actually was the killer, that would I think that would have been really fun. Um, yes, but and a lot of people were predicting that going on through to the point where I honestly was just like, okay, this is kind of a big prediction that a lot of people are thinking online. I don't think she's going to be the killer just because of that because that might be a little bit too obvious. Well, so. exactly. I think they, they never usually lean into the person who's actually the killer. They always mm-hmm. lean into like you know, except for me, the first one. I'd say that that was the genius of the first one. It's the first one told you Billy was the killer at the very beginning, and then pretended that he wasn't, uh, and mm-hmm. or you know, gave you evidence that he wasn't. But I think with her, they 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 set it up so obviously, and like I don't know, I don't, 
I think, again, I think, it's a, I think like you said, I think it's a great idea for her that, you know, that she is this person who had this happen to her, it pushed her into this role, and she, you know, is, you know, invested in this. And it makes sense that she'd come out, but it's also weird that she comes by herself. She's the only person in the FBI when this is, like, this is a serial killer who's killed across state lines. Like, you know, theoretically, this is, this, like, you know, obviously not the same person, but, you know, a copycat killer. I think more people would just her would be involved in this. Um, but she really didn't do anything. Um, mm-hmm. And you, maybe we could say that's partly because one of the killers was stopping her to a degree, you know, using confiscation to, like, get him out of there. Um, but I think that it would have been interesting to a degree, and, like, and I think that could have easily made her do it. And I think, like, and I think almost having her as a... I was thinking it would be interesting if she was, if she was like, not in, it, like, a, if she was, like, a half-ghost face in the sense that she didn't trust Sam as, you know, she maybe... Maybe she was, you know, the, the main. Uh, so obviously, the, the police cop, the father of, um, uh, what, was, what was his name in the, in the first one? What was the, what was the guy's name in, in Five? Sorry, who's the killer? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, Dewey. Dewey. No, no. sorry. No, it? Dewey. Not Dewey. How dare you? Not Dewey. Uh, not Dewey. Definitely not Dewey. No, I was thinking. Uh, but I, I, it, I it is a name. It's a name like that. Richie. Bobby, Richie, Richie. Richie. Yeah. Like uh-huh. it'd be it'd be interesting if maybe she met Richie's father uh, through some police connection, and then you know, based on her prior trauma and maybe not trusting people. When Richie's father tells her the story about how she thinks that uh, his do- his son was framed by Sam after mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Jessica, yeah, Jennifer. Yeah, I kind of want to just jump in here real quick and bring yeah. this up, just in case you know you haven't watched the movie, but you're still listening on. And uh, yeah, the reveal at the very end, which again recommend watching this movie, but the reveal at the end is that there are three separate killers. Uh, one of which is the father of Richie, who is an NYPD police officer who's been helping Sam and Tara out the entire movie. Uh, the other one is uh, their son and uh, their daughter as well. So it's basically mm-hmm. a family killing, very similar to Scream 2, where basically the father and the siblings are just like, you killed our sibling slash son. We're going to go ahead and kill you because of it, and we're going to frame you for it. Um, in the fifth movie. So that's that's kind of the motivation in this one. And that's where I have problems with it. But continue. We'll talk about that later. So I just think that for for if, if we were to make Kirby the Flaw, you know, this create this kind of crazy character, I think it would have been interesting to have uh, the father have met her in, you know, in, in NYPD or, you know, in something like that. And he basically, because uh, remember in, uh, in Scream 4, where Kirby's thing is, the whole idea was that um, uh, Sydney's cousin was going to kill her and frame her as the murderer for breaking going insane, right? So mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been interesting if she was afraid that that's what happened with Sam and that Richie was actually killed and framed by somebody who was, you know, a descendant of Billy. You know, like, it, it would have basically been a success, if she thought a successful version of what um, what the what the plan was for Scream 4 actually happened, and that's why she was then helping him to, uh, you know, take down Sam. That would have been interesting to mm-hmm. me. If, you know, she had doubts, that would have been, like, you know, a, an element to her character. But she literally does nothing except to be that, that red herring at the end and it's so weird because they saddle her with, with this weird leather jacket with these like giant fucking buckles on her arms, which I was waiting for her to like, block a knife with them or something. Yeah, um, yeah, I was it, thinking that too, actually. But she does fucking nothing. Like she's like it's it's really weird. Like it's it's just I, I feel like it's almost more offensive. Like because I think Gail did more in this movie than she did, and Gail's not yes, a cop. And I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate Gail in this oh, yeah. movie. I think they did a pretty good job with her. I, I really like that they called out to it. It was just like, oh yeah, this is the first time that Gail actually talks directly to the ghost face killer, and I'm just like. Yeah, you're right. They've never they've never really interacted, even though Gale now is the only character that appears in all six movies. So yeah. it was kind of interesting on that front. Um, yeah, so I, I, I did like that. I think Gale did an excellent job in this movie. I mm. loved the, 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 the fake out with the punch. Um, that got a huge laugh from my audience. Um, 
And then, of course, to the moments uh, where Gail's being stalked in her apartment. And then she's like, you know, oh, can I put you on hold for a second? And the ghost retailer is like, wait, what? <laughs> and then calls him back and then finds his position from there, from the phone ringing. That was that was brilliant. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And again, I, that's another one of the things that we've talked about through all the other episodes that I really, really like is just... Um, the ghost face is not a competent killer. Like that's what I love about all of these movies. You know, they get the shit beat out of them. You can, you know, overpower them. You can like, you fuck them up, toss stuff at them, that sort of thing too. They're falling all over the place. They're moving around that sort of thing. I really, I love that because it just, it makes it a lot more entertaining than like a Michael Myers or Jason type killer where they just slowly walk in advance towards you. It makes it less intimidating, but it makes it a lot more fun to watch. But I do feel like at the core of these movies are very fun horror movies to watch. So yeah. Yeah. I like that. No, I agree. And I, yeah, and again, I think that, that, that Gail scene, I think is the best scene in the entire fucking movie. Like I thought, you know, there's tension because like we cared about her. There was like, you know, she didn't have she didn't have plot armor. Like I didn't. I know people keep saying like, oh, you know, even the main cast can die in this one. Didn't think it was gonna happen. Um, I I I, I, had, mm-hmm. I doubted that either of the um, of the twins would die either, um, just because they were so set up in the first one to be these long lasting characters. Um, and like yeah, basically, um, Chad is basically the new Dewey of the franchise, where he just gets you know stabbed a million times. Yeah. It's just like oh yep, I'll walk it off. That's fine. Yeah. And they're setting him up to be that. The, oh my god. Uh, the the ending of this. So okay. When this movie ends, right? They kill, they kill the, the, the three killers. Um, I think we got to back up oh. and talk about the third act and our problems with that's it because okay. I think we're going to talk about the exact same. Thing. Okay, okay, we can talk about that. Um, oh, okay, let's see. Anything yeah. else earlier on? Um, um, I thought the ladder escape was really well done. I really like that. I, um, I, I just, mm. I, go ahead. I would have liked that if there wasn't a balcony a foot and a half to the left. If they could, you could have, there was a fucking balcony, so the foot and a half to the left of them, there was maybe, like, a foot differential, like, from, like, the ground height of the room they were in currently, and nobody mm. fucking looks over to it. Nobody's like, hey, hey, just, just go over to the side there. Nobody, like, come on, come on, nobody, come on. Also, I feel like they, they could have grabbed that girl. They could have grabbed that girl. The one who, who fell they to her death. They could have, or just pulled the ladder in, just be like, hey, wrap your hands around the ladder, and then just kind of go ahead and pull yourself, or like they pull it away from the ghost face, and the ladder goes down like 90 degrees, presses up against the wall, and from there they could like slowly lower it, or they could slowly bring her up, and that sort of thing. The only thing is she was losing a lot of blood. Yeah. It's pretty wheezy, so. No, that, yeah. that, that part makes sense, but I feel like Sam or one of them could have grabbed them and pulled, like, I think they should have pushed Sam back, had hot boyfriend guy who, you know, hasn't been cut or anything, reach over and grab her and pull her in. I mean, like, I thought that was the solution. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, I think there were a lot of things they could have done and they just didn't. Or, like, you know, push the bed in front to give it to give them even more time for Ghostface to, you know, before you cross across that thing, push the, like, make make a stronger barrier for Ghostface so he can't get out. Um, I, yeah, I thought her death was avoidable. Like, you know, she was fucking, you know, she could have died from blood loss, but I thought that, the way she died, was oh, yeah. avoidable. Um, yeah. Uh, that, was, that was weird. Uh, also, like... They live in the same building, and those buildings are connected again by you can see by the um, by the uh, what do you call it that thing that goes around the um, mm-hmm. the the balcony. So instead of that guy being like, "Hey yo, I see you. Hey you, I see you. I see you. Run the fuck out of your door. Run around, bang on their door." Because at that point they were all still in there. It was before they all got locked out. So I mean, yeah, that was a solution right there. <laughs> like maybe instead of being like, "Hey, hey you, hey you," from like between two closed windows be like i see you motherfucker yeah, and honestly and honestly too like at that point in the movie i felt because there were what like f- 
five different people against one different killer and like yeah they, don't have, they didn't have the knife or anything like that but there were multiple times when like the ghost face killer was like knocked down on the ground or something like that and I, I i felt like at that point they should have been like okay we're a family now we're gonna go ahead and overpower ghost face and that sort of thing yeah there were so many moments in this movie where ghost face was knocked down or knocked out and they could have easily overpowered i don't know maybe it's because i'm doing a lot of jujitsu recently <laughs> but i'm just kind of thinking like oh come on that no. yeah, they're on the ground you know put them in a side hold or something like that let's go no, let's go no, they, there were a, so, there were a lot of double tap situations in this movie that they did they just never took like when she hits him in the fence uh-huh. with the meat block I'm like, okay, that that yeah. that's that that is especially and again, it's weird because we see the contrast at the end with what she does at the end. And it's like, so you double you like fucking quadruple tap there, or like, you know, you mm-hmm. and then you would even went even further. Like I mean, like it's it's weird that like Sam is constantly shown to be this character, you know, in these movies they kind of, you know, te- play with her sanity. Uh but um you know, in the moments where it matters, when the moments where it would have made a difference for her to have her little insane moment, she doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe that's showing, like, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe that's even more sociopathic that like she when she's safe she does it, but not when she's not safe. I don't know, um, but it's just that was just weird to me. Like yeah, I, I completely agree. There are a bunch of times where they could have stopped this, um, and it's also weird too that uh, I don't know um, who was Ghostface pretending to kill. You know, now that we know the end, that um, mm-hmm. that you know it's the siblings. Who was Ghostface pretending to kill um, the sister for? Because I'm sorry, what was that again? Who is Ghostface pretending to kill? So, so remember, Ghostface um, in the scene where the boy, where the guy across the the alleyway sees them. Uh, mm-hmm. At that point, Ghostface didn't know that it was happening that that he could see them. Mm-hmm. The I see motherfucker thing that didn't happen until later. So, oh, he, yeah. he pretends to kill the other girl in the room for no fucking reason. That's actually true. I didn't think about what's that. He, wow. What's even the point? Uh-huh. If why not have two killers? Why not get one of them to come into the room and kill him? If like mm-hmm. th- th- that's my question because so there's a lot of times in this where Ghostface could have killed people or where Ghostface with where the whole fucking plan to um, frame Sam wouldn't have worked if Ghostface was successful. Because remember when they go mm-hmm. when they go outside after that attack or after the two boys are killed and Sam's told to go to the police um, and they go out there. And then go and and then you know General Ortega comes out and it's like yo I'm you know not going alone with me and we'll go together and then Ghostface appears behind them tries to stab them if they if that mm-hmm. had happened they would never able to frame her right yep like right yeah. that would have that would have boom right there or and, and then if he and then he if he shot her with a shotgun in the convenience store over mm-hmm. right like what what like I would have if 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 they're doing those mistakes and that's happening it would have been great for the father at one point to be like. If my fucking kid had almost got you there, Jesus fucking Christ, Steve, whatever the fuck your name is, like, you, what the, what yeah, the fuck were you Yeah, because that would have fit on in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah like, it would have made sense if, like, you know, if, if he was like, you fucking idiot, you almost screwed it up, you, you fucking, you, what, what the fuck, man, um, you know? Mm-hmm. But, no, it, it's it's weird. Like, there, there's a lot of those scenes, like, you know, there's, there's the, they should have double tapped or Ghostface could have killed them pretty quick. Uh, and obviously that's, that's in a lot of horror movies, but it's just, I don't know. I, I think I think these movies are known for being smarter. To a degree, and it, it was just kind of, I expect slightly more from them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think at this point, we should probably talk a little bit about the third act on that front, yeah. just because this episode has also been going on. I think we have the most on that front. Uh, one real quickly about the beginning, though. Um, I did really like, this was kind of a surprise to me as well, one of my favorite musicians is Brian Fallon, and he has a song at the very, very beginning. Uh, he used to be in the Gaslight Anthem, which was a rock band. Now he's going into a little bit more folky stuff. Um, but, uh, you have stolen my heart is the song that, um, 
is playing in the background when Chad and Tara are basically sitting on the bed after the frat party and almost kiss, but then get cockblocked by the killer. Um, so yeah, just want to give a shout out to that. He's a great musician. Definitely check out the rest of his work. Uh, Gaslight Anthem was the other band that he's a part of. Like actually the one that made him famous. And that's really, really good too. Anyway, uh, yeah, the third act. So the third act, they go back to the Ghostface Theater, which is all the stuff there. We get the reveal of the killers, uh, which is, you know, the one daughter who we thought was dead and killed by Ghostface early on in the movie, but is not. The cop who I think you and I both were just like, okay, yeah, this cop is 100% the killer this entire movie. Mm. And then the awkward kid, which... um, Mindy was basically the entire movie saying, oh, yeah, you're definitely the killer. You're definitely the killer. And he is. <laughs> and uh, that was kind of a funny moment at the end. It was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, he is the killer. Mm. Uh, I was right, that sort of thing. Uh, but he is kind of veering a little bit into the virgin incel territory, which the fifth movie kind of did as well. Um, oh, I, but that's kind of how it was going. And the fourth one did, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, the fourth one. That's correct. Yeah, actually, the fourth one did that a whole lot better. Yeah. Um, I did like that line. It was like, you will die a virgin as Jenna Ortega stabs him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it is on that front. Um, yeah. What did you think of the reveal of the killers? Um, I, I will say, um, I thought that, you know, like I, I know it's, it's, it's cheesy as hell, but, uh, Dermot Maroney, like when he, when he turned, when he was like, I'm insane now, you know, it, it happens in every fucking screen movie. And I, I, I kind of liked it that they, you know, they, they didn't like, I actually thought, um, Five again. I think five played it more serious. The the the, the turn when Richie and them revealed, mm-hmm. but fucking yeah. Dermot went like off the, off the rails when he when he did the reveal. And I love that because that that's exactly what happens in one, exactly what happens in two, exactly what happens in three. Um, so I thought that was great. I thought it was you know bringing it back to like them just like when 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 the mask comes off, they just go insane. And I, I love that. I thought that was yes. great. Um, you know, again, I think it's it, it was obvious. Like um, when and so I didn't realize I completely forgot the whole. Um, you know, brother died in a car crash thing. So when when um, yeah, yeah. when when uh, when Quinn dies, and he comes out and he's like, "Oh, both my kids are dead." And I was like, "You have two kids?" And I was like, "Oh, your, your other fucking kid was Richie, you son of a bitch!" Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, so I uh, can can we also just say too during that apartment scene the dedication that what's her name the the daughter took to throw herself across the room. Oh my god! To appear dead. That was just like okay, yeah, great, great. You 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 really committed to that bit. Oh seriously, yeah. Imagine that. Like, uh-huh. like imagine if they, if they like you know checked her pulse. Like she's still alive. Let's take her. Like <laughs> because what if they did it and they killed the boy? Mm, yeah. Like right. What, what if they killed him and they're like, oh, oh fuck. Okay, I guess that's uh, all right. Damn. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Um, like, you know, I thought the reel was okay. Um, I thought you know I liked that they did three killers. You know, that's, that's unique. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, like they said so far, Roman was the only was the only single killer, so it's nice to have three. That, that was a new thing. Um, I thought that you know the uh, Kirby and him pointing guns at each other. Was 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 a cool little moment there. Again, I, I didn't think she was a killer mm-hmm. because they look so obvious. It could have been cool if they were both. I, I do also like too. Like the reveal was the gunshot just being like, "Bam, shoot Kirby," and then that's that. Yeah. Like I thought that was a good moment. Well, because but the thing is that could have also still been him being a hero, shooting Kirby because he thinks mm-hmm. that she's the person. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I... and the slow realization of just like it, it still doesn't hold up to the moments in five where Richie goes like, you know, oh man, this one's gonna hurt or that that this has got to hurt that I'm the killer and not your boyfriend's. Like I still love that reveal. Yeah. This one was pretty good though too. <laughs> yeah. I, like for me though, it brought up a lot of questions. Um, but you know, just in terms of like how this was able to happen <laughs> to a degree. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was good. Again, I think that the third act 
and the chase, like the, the chase, and like you know, like, like you mentioned, like the the downing and stuff, it's all kind of weird. Um, but the, you know, the real is okay. Yeah, the, mo- can I the motivation made talk sense. Talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, go for it. In terms of that, yeah, I thought the motivation made sense. I like that how they were going into Scream Two territory in terms of yeah, the motivation this time is just revenge for the previous murder or the previous death, um, antagonist death on that front. I just felt that the whole struggle back and forth, the conflict was very messy. Yeah. Like there were moments here and there that I really enjoyed, like the let me go with Jenna Ortega. I thought that was good. I thought, you know, the boy's death was good. The girl getting shot in the head was good. I that the, 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 the cop's final death was good. The two in the TV was good. I just felt they didn't flow very naturally together. Um, and especially this movie had a problem with not killing characters off or putting them into situations where they were not going to be killed off. Because like, if it was the Kirby thing, it was just like, oh yeah, I was conveniently knocked out and that's why I wasn't in the finale so the two sisters could have their moments or um, Chad being stabbed like a rotisserie chicken just over and over and over again. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, he's dead. Oh no, he's alive. Okay, that's weird. And apparently, you know, he's still conscious and can still talk afterwards. That's that's a lot. And I get that they're trying to set him up to do it again, but that was just like after the Gale fake out death, after the Kirby fake out death, and now this one fake out death. I'm just like, all right, this is way too many fake out deaths. Oh, and also the Mindy fake out death too, like oh. on the subway. Good. And I'm just like, okay, this is way too many at this point. Like, is anyone going to die? See, I didn't. Um, I don't understand the Mindy fake out death. Like, what? What? So, so yeah, Mindy gets stabbed on a subway in a pretty tense scene. Yes. Um, but um, why? Why not fully kill her? And then why did the guy help her off the fucking train? Mm-hmm. Why when he's revealed, another one? He's the killer. Why? Why get her medical help? Mm-hmm. What the fuck was the point of that? Yeah, I I agree with that too. That was very weird because like you could see him like he takes a step back so he misses the train with her as well. Um, so like he very intentionally intended to get on the train with her, and I'm assuming it was the daughter at that point that was on the train who actually yeah. did the actual stabbing. Um, but I just, yeah, that was that was a very weird scene, too. The only thing I can think of is maybe, like, Ghostface had to run off because the doors were open, and otherwise you would be stuck on the train for until the next station. Well, remember she, like, uh, so there was a time. She, like, crouched down was and, like, stared at her and, like, looked at her and, like, watched her. Kind sorry, of, what? Remember she, like, stabbed her and just kind of sat down and stared at her? And, like, yeah, the, the, yeah. there was that weird moment. Like, why not stab her again? Like, why not, like... It, it just, mm-hmm. it was weird because then, it, and then it's just weird for the brother to save her when at the end they say, we're, we're going to go get her. Right at the end, they're like, yeah, oh, we, see, we, got, we gotta go fucking kill her. And it's like, what? You had a chance, yeah. bro. Yep. See, I, very, very. Weird. I was waiting for a cool subway death scene for her or for um, for one of the two. I was waiting for him to like, you know, uh, to like one of them to stand, like, you know, him to get up from her and have like, because they push him from a train. Like, go on, they're in the subway. Show us, show us train death. That'd been awesome. Uh, that uh, you know, come on, that, that's what I want. I want someone to die on the rails. Uh, would been. I was waiting for it. I was excited for it. Never happened. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I just thought that, that made no sense. Like, and that, that's kind of, again, where this movie kind of confuses me a bit. I, I wish I, I think the fifth one is just a lot tighter. And I think this one just has like, so, um, to bring up another thing. So, you know, again, it's revealed that Dermot, um, uh, Moroni or the detective, um, is Quinn's father. We already knew that, but she's also, um, Ethan's father. Um, which again, uh, weird because like, like first off, like why, why, why would all your, like, it, it's just weird that they're, I don't know, the siblings, like, you know, they mentioned that it's. It wasn't that mistake. They, you know, they, they orchestrated this whole thing that they both be somehow roommates with them, which is you know an insane amount of contrivance. Um, but also, it's weird that um, the detectives, when it's revealed and it's national news that Richie was a killer, wouldn't they be like Richie Bailey? 
Wouldn't they be like, hey, detective, don't you have a son named Richie, Richie Bailey, who just fucking murdered somebody? Yeah. Isn't that kind of weird? Wouldn't it become public knowledge? And the also thing, too, like, Sam doesn't know her boyfriend's family, like, well, even in passing. It, that was kind of weird. But well, that, that I kind of bought to a degree, because Richie could, you know, because at that point they were... Like, I got the impression they weren't dating super seriously at the time when, because uh, I mm-hmm. remember that they're working at the, um, they, I think they were just kind of starting off. They're working at the bowling alley together. She gets the call about Jenna being attacked. They go together. He's like, I'll help you out, bro. It's cool. Because um, I got the impression they were kind of new. But when he dies, the identity should have been revealed, right? And there's no way. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and at that point, Dermot Maroney, or the fuck is it, like, Detective Bailey had no reason to hide his identity because his son wasn't a serial killer. So it's not like he went into the FBI under an assumed name, Right. Like, or not when he, you know, mm-hmm. he, at that point, he was already an established cop, theoretically, at that point. It's been six months. So his, him and his son's connection should have been available to the public, right? That they find this dead body, they identify who he is. Okay, this is Richie. If he was, he was going under, if Richie was going under an alias to commit these crimes, they would have been revealed because they would have been like, Richie doesn't exist. Let's find out who this guy is, right? Like, they, mm-hmm. th- that, that connection would have been revealed at some point. Um, and that's just so fucking weird. Like, because then that means that um, Ethan Land, uh, Ethan and Quinn... Or, like well Quinn I guess Quinn you know theoretically like is actually showing to be the daughter but Ethan would have had like had to have forged documents and like right because he's in the same school as them so the registrar mm-hmm. would have said Ethan Landry not Ethan Bailey like it it's just there's a lot going on there um and like if it's only been like six months or even a year that's a lot of planning and a lot of work to put in place for this like this family um to orchestrate this, you know? Like, it's a lot different from Debbie Salt or, you know, uh, Billy Loomis's mom to show up on the campus, track down uh, um, Sydney at college, just go to her college, and just show up there. That's a lot easier than orchestrating the roommates, being in the FBI, hiding the connection between it. Like, all she, like, she never uh, implicated herself anywhere. Like, she, mm-hmm. she introduced herself to Debbie Salt, but never had any identification. Like, just kind of lied, you know? Like, there was never any reporter or anything with her. She just pretended to be a reporter. Done. Easy. But this involves so much more work, especially in, like, a modern digital age. You know, like, we're talking about, the you know, the internet and people, um, you know, like, modern uh, Instagram and all that stuff. The, um, you know, the keyboard warriors, the keyboard murderinos, the people who want to investigate real-life murders and stuff, they'd be all about that, right? They would be like, oh, look. It's uh, Richie's family. Look at that. Oh, man. He was the son of a police uh, detective. Man. Innocent, you know? Like, that would have been all over the place. But somehow it got missed. And, like, and the people who were traumatized the most by it and seemed to be the most affected by it didn't know it. Like, that's, that just seems so weird mm-hmm. to me, you know? That's just... And it's at the end of this movie. Like, I, I feel like... Again, I, I think that Sydney's kind of harrowing reaction to the first one is a lot more believable in the sense that even at the end of this movie... They just kind of walk off into the sunset. They're like, ready to go? Let's go, guys. And no cops stop them. Nobody talks to them. Nobody's like, uh, yeah. where the fuck are you guys going? Like, you were, you've been a murder suspect for the last, like, 48 hours. Just, you're just walking away. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? I, I I just, I don't know. It felt like there are a lot of contrivances in this movie that, again, I think, I I think it's a good movie. And I think you but <laughs> I, I think you summed it up more than I can. And it was kind of my problem with the third act as well. It's just... I like the idea of the reveal. I like the kind of call back to Scream 2 in terms of this being a fam- familial revenge of fil- a flick. And I, I, I can totally believe that. I just felt like the script could have taken another pass in terms of, okay, you know, who is Ghostface Killer at this moment? What is their motivation? Does it conflict with the reveal at the very end? Like going through each of the scenes and kind of talking about that. Is this, you know, more so 
to throw the audience off, or is this more so believable for the ghost face to do at this point in time? And I feel there were a lot of instances where it was just like, okay, yeah, we're going to put that in there just to throw them off. Yeah. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head where basically you were talking about, you know, how the dad should have had a comment about like, oh, you know, my kids, you know, they may have gotten a little bit too stab happy. You know, we didn't really want to kill you until just now, but, uh, you know, they couldn't get ahead of themselves. And like he punishes their kids for, you know, trying to kill them in the bodega or something like that when that would have ruined their plan. Like that would have helped immensely. Um, just having them be like a rogue agent sort of thing mm-hmm. um, or off the off the leash, so to speak. Um I think that would have been good. But I, I mean, like overall, the third act, I still really enjoyed it. I liked all the callbacks. I loved the TV bits. I loved, you know, the way it flowed for the most part, or not even the flow, the individual ideas for the most part. I just felt it could have flowed a lot better. And as you've ranted for the past 10 Sorry. minutes, I, 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 no, no, totally. It's, that's what you do, Andrew. You rant. That's why, we, that's why, that's why they pay us the big bucks to do the broadcast. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. You are getting paid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a sweet cut of that. Uh, what what's crap? What's what's like an episode like three or something? I like I mentioned a, a sponsor that no sugar bear yeah, tri- sugar yeah, bear sugar bear yeah, sugar bear, yeah. gummy sugar bear hair, yeah, the gummy stuff. Yeah, exist which I, I still have never. I don't, yeah, it might I don't not be a real thing, thing anymore. That was like four years ago. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, 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 no. We do this for free because we love you, audience. Um, but yeah, no, that's um, yeah, that's I, I I feel the individual parts were good. I do feel they could have flowed a lot better together, and I feel like the motivation could have been a lot better on that front. Um, but, but yeah, but I, that, that was really my only biggest problem with the movie. Otherwise, I felt, for the most part, it was pretty good. The therapist character, I thought they mm. could have thought, cut the therapist character out. Um, I thought they could have made him more interesting. Very, I think he would, he would have been a good killer. Yeah. He would have been an interesting killer, I thought. I don't know. I think, I think, I thought he, he could have, I think they could have made him more red herring. Because he would have been somebody who's in the periphery, could appear kind of creepy, kind of weird, and then come out. I think he could have been a good red herring or a good killer. Uh, I don't know. I would, I would, have, liked, I would mm. have liked to see something else with him. Um, yeah, though I will say, the the reveal that Dermot Maloney had been stealing crime scene artifacts for however long it's been is also kind of insane. The fact that he somehow mm-hmm. that nobody was like, you know, it seems like every time we send this guy the file, the boxes, the files on the Ghostface case, things just seem to disappear. Like, why do we have nothing from this? <laughs> like, first off, where do we get Billy's shirt from? But also, why do we like? Why do we have this? I guess you know, for obviously for DNA mm-hmm. testing to make sure that's you know whose blood's on the shirt and whatnot. I but like, why? Guess why do we I have could this? see that to an extent. I, I guess I could see that to an extent, just because you know, cops obviously could be very corrupt, and I could see like you know, especially if it's a murder from like 15, 20 years ago, that sort of thing. But I, I do think you have a point in terms of everything related to the Ghostface Killer is that. Uh, you know, it, it's a specific bit of evidence. It's not like they're, you know, for money or anything like that. They're stealing, you know, stacks of bills or something. What? It's artifacts from this particular set of murders. Because well, isn't Woodsboro in like California? Yeah. So in their New York City. So like, yeah. they had to go, they had to get it from the California PD mm-hmm. and be like, yo, 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 can I, can I have that? Like, can I, can I have that? Uh, like, hey, California PD, I know that I'm like, not connected to your case at all and there's no real reason for you to give me that but can you give me that knife that still has the blood from i'm guessing uh steve and um <laughs> uh not steve billy and uh steve. yeah stew on it like 
I don't know. How could you forget Stu? Well, Stu is like the only character I remember in this movie. Well, Stu and Dewey. I, I, I said Steve, <laughs> so I was going to say Matthew. And I was trying to, I was going to go by, by the actor's name or Skeet. Skeet earlier, not Steve. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. But I was just, that's interesting. Like, I, that 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 part was so weird for me. I think, I don't know, that's, I see, I would have thought it would be more interesting. Like, you know, just say that they were props. Most of them were props, at least. Like, you know, like, like you know, like people do that time. They'll make fake props to be like something from the movie. Just, just how would be that? Like, it's so weird that they're like, no, mm-hmm. these are actually that. This is Tatum's actual clothing that she died in the uh, in the garage door opener from. I'm like, what? <laughs> actually, yeah, I like that a lot better, too. What? Especially with, like, the blood and everything on there. It's just like, yeah. So. Like, and then maybe, like, sprinkle one or two artifacts. Like, you know, the original knife that Billy used. Yeah, yeah. keep that one, definitely. Because that's, like, it's 50 years, 15 years ago. Maybe it got lost and they had to track down on the black market, like, a collector of, like, serial killer stuff. He found it from there, that sort of thing. But every single item from every single thing that's not a replica. Yeah, that got a little like, bit too much. Like, how they get Kirby's knife? That's so fucking weird. They have the knife that she got stabbed mm-hmm. with. Um, like, I... Yeah. I think the, the more interesting thing would have been to have it be, um, you know, where there's a pop-up event going on and, and it was a stab pop-up event where they had props from the movies and stuff. And then that, and, mm. and then that was that was something that was happening and people could go to and, you know, it ties into the whole, um, the Richie situation of, um, you know, the, these fans being a little bit rabid and, um, you know, have it be that Dermot Mulroney set up there because his son loved that. But then have it be revealed that some of those props aren't props. Like that'd be the thing. Like I like that. Like and like like you know, oh these rubber knives and stuff. And then have it be like you know, at one point, like you know, they're, they're you know have a, have a point earlier where they take a knife and it's like rubber, you know, it's plastic, ha ha ha. And then in that climax scene, have it have it pull out and actually have a real one there and be like, oh, I like that. Like, I like that. A lot. That could have yeah. been like a cool, really cool thing because pop ups are things in New York that they're modern now, and especially with movies, they do that too. They'll have props from like different movies and stuff kind of come out, or like Weedle Workshop will do pop up events. Like, I think that would have been the way to do it. And again, and then it would have been commenting again on, on the fandom a little bit more and kind of feeding off that. Like, I think having Dermot, um, I think instead of having it be uh, Dermot Maloney's children, Quinn and Ethan, like uh, Richie's siblings, I think it would have been more interesting to have other members of, like, the fan cult that uh, Richie and whatever the girl's name was from the fifth one be part of. So he orchestrates it as the father, as the one wanting revenge. But kind of, again, harking back to two, the minions he gets, the Richie, not the Richies, I can't forget what the, the other killer's name was in the second one. Um, but, you know, the, those guys that they get, that they bring on, are like other members of that group who wanted this to happen, who wanted that murder story to happen. Um, and then, and then mm-hmm. I think that would be a great way to build them the third one, where the third one is just them. Now that they've done this, you know, they, they fucked up Richie, they fucked up the, um, you know, the, the, this other attempt by these groups. Now it's going to be like... 12 ghost face like you know like a bunch of these rabid fans you know trying to change like you know i think that would be the, the you know the culmination and like the end of the third arc would be them taking down this like this whole group which has kind of been in the background of these two uh you know of this fandom that was richie kind of and then mm-hmm. alerted us to um i don't know that that's my rewrite there that's, that's my rewrite of this movie call, call me yeah, uh, i'd like that call me whoever writes these movies whoever you are i'll, I'll help you guys out <laughs> Can I still call you Andrew? What? You, you said call me whoever writes these movies, yeah. and I said, can I still call you Andrew? No, you can't. You can't. I'm, I, I'm now, um, now I am Scream Writer Master. It's my new name. I'm, I'm so, a... That's my favorite Wayne's World. That's my favorite Wayne's World joke. Can I be Frank? Okay, but can I still be Garth? <laughs> uh, such a good scene. All right, yeah, any final thoughts on Scream 6? Um, overall, I think we both really enjoyed it. I mean, definitely we have some problems that we are, you know, nitpicking the ending. Oh, yeah. But really, like, I, 
even even with my problems with the ending, like it was pure fan service and just sitting down. It was very entertaining. I liked all the moments individually. I just wish they would have flowed a little bit better. But overall, I think this movie was it, it, I had a smile on my face for, for most of this movie. It, it was just it was such a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it. Um, the gore level was also a little bit um, upped as well. Um, I, I noticed that as well. So that eye death. The, the the final yeah. stab that was oof. like for, I thought I thought I thought the yeah. nose death was like oh god and like that that eye was insane. Um, we had a nose death, we had an eye death, we had a mouth death. Oh we yeah, had, a mouth we death. Had everything. Yeah. Uh, I, I did like that. Um, okay, well not I liked, but um, well, actually this is also okay. Another uh, quick nitpick. I don't like that they brought Kirby back just for her to get like basically owned by this child with a knife. When I thought of her as an mm-hmm. FBI agent and somebody who lived through this trauma would be kind of like Sydney, where she would have kind of trained herself a little bit. And obviously she was knocked out earlier. But I want to see. I want to. See, I want to see her get a moment of like kicking ass. And I, I wish that would have happened. Yeah, definitely. Um, but and she really didn't. I mean, she saved the day at the end, but that's about. Well, it, she she so. pushed the TV onto a dude. I mean, that's about it. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. But I I, I, <laughs> I I wish uh I wish that um I, I, you know you mentioned how um. Chad was, was kind of like the new, um, the new Dewey, but I, I almost, I, I thought they, they might make her the new Dewey, but then again, I think she was, a, she was a nothing character, but she gets stabbed the same way she gets stabbed in the first one, uh, in the fourth one, which if you remember in, um, I think it's, yeah, in Scream 2, uh, Dewey gets stabbed in the same place, got stabbed in the first one, and part of the deal is that the scar tissue he had from the first one, like, saved him, so I thought that would be like a funny mm-hmm. thing if, like, that happened, where, like, but I, I guess, yeah, that, that, obviously that's, uh, a little bit interesting, uh, you know, too, maybe too much of a callback for that to happen, but I thought that was going to happen, um, but yeah, I, I thought that would be interesting. Um, so but yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely. I think I think it was I, for all the nitpicks I give it. Um, and again, a, a last nitpick before I have a question for you: uh, the ending when they're sitting there uh, and they're like, uh, they're sitting there after they kill everybody, and they're sitting on, and they're like, oh man, and they have their little like touching moment of like, you know what? I'm gonna stick around. You can watch me anytime, sis. I really wanted uh, Jenna Ortega or one of them to be like, wait, uh, Kirby's bleeding out over there, and Chad is bleeding out over there, and we're just sitting here talking. Uh, not a great, not a, like, like I, I would have loved it because, because at the end that they, they were you know getting the hostage, you know getting rolled up into the uh, the um, ambulances, and, would, and, she, and then she turns around, there's Chad, and she's like, oh my god, my my new love. Uh, I would have loved it if he just like flipped her off and was like, you didn't fucking come check on me, fucking <laughs> bitch, <laughs> like just like what the like did not you you literally walked out of the theater without being like, oh god, my friend, my friend who who I have feelings for in my lifetime, like you know we grew up together. Is blood out, and and I, I never want to go check to see if he's okay. Nope, <laughs> just like turn around and there he is. <laughs> that was a little weird. Um, but anyway, oh yeah. Again, I think this is a good movie. I really liked it. I, I nitpick this movie a lot because I I hold it to a higher standard. But I think you this care. is a very good movie. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you nitpick because you care. Exactly. There you go. It, it's yeah. Uh-huh. Unlike um, other movies that I don't nitpick, so I'm like whatever. Who the fuck cares? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but. My last question for you is: What would you want to see in a sequel? I know I already kind of gave you my idea of like Ooh, the, the okay. cult of Ghostface. I thought you were gonna. What's 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 your uh? What would, what would be your uh? Your what do you want to see in a sequel? Do you want Sam to turn evil? Do you want like what what do you what do you see? I I, I think I, I thought you were gonna ask me how to rate this movie. Like I'd tear it up on that front. Uh, and for the record, I would probably rate. Um, Scream 1 is definitely the best in A tier. Uh, Scream, I would say 5 and 2 are probably A tier, and then 3, 4 is B tier. I would probably place this one in A tier as well. Mm. So I would say not as good as 2. I would say it's better than 5. So my my my, my record would go 1, 2... The only thing about 2 for me personally is I, I, I really hated the whole... Um, Billy's mother reveal at the very end. I thought that was dumb. Oh, she was insane. Um, it was great. 
Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't hit me. Um, yeah, I would say one's definitely the best. I would say probably two is the second best. I would probably then say this is the third best. Yeah, that sounds about right. Then five, then four, then three, uh, personally for me. Uh, that's what we made our ranking. Uh, but anyway, for Scream 7, um, well, let's think about it this way. Because Scream 1 was about horror movies. Scream 2 was parodying sequels. Scream 3 was the trilogy. Scream 4 was the reboot. Scream 5 was the requel. This one is about franchises. So I'm trying to think where the next one can go from there. I personally would really like it if they kept going with what we... Um, kind of the opening scene where the opening scene next movie is from the killer's perspective. Like it's, it's kind of like Michael Myers, maybe not first person, but like Michael Myers and the original Halloween as a boy through the mask, that sort of thing. I think that would be an interesting way to start the next movie. Um, I would like to see a screen movie that is like at the very beginning, we know who the killer is and we would kind of go on in from there. And it would also be cool too, if like we only saw one killer's perspective, but as the movie continued, like one of the twists could be there's multiple killers or maybe like Sam is the killer or something like that. But in the same way, she's kind of like a vigilante Dexter style thing that killing ghost faces. Cause I do think in seven, there probably might go a little bit with the cult of ghost face sort of thing, especially after New York city, you know, it's a big city. There's a lot of stuff going on there at that point. There's going to be a lot, especially if it's a former cop, too. Um, so I think Seven's probably going to go a little bit with Cult of Ghostface running on through. I hope they don't get too far into Saw territory like they did before. But yeah, um, in terms of what they can parody, though, I mean, what's what's in the cultural zeitgeist right now that's kind of hot? Because the requel is franchises here. Like, I guess maybe like actually doing the art house. They, they parody, you know, they kind of talk about art house. Um but they never actually do anything with it um, in, in five. Look like yeah, no. mm-hmm. I know. I want to see a Skin of a Rink parody where nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually see some I, Skin of a Rink? I, I have not yet, but I, I've heard and I, I've watched clips okay. of it. And I'm just like, it would be like this is the scariest yeah. part. I'm like, what the fuck? So I, I just want you to sit down. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I got to send ooh, you a video. You know, but yeah, An actual anyway. Home Invasion one would be pretty good. Like, like you know, maybe they all, go, you know, they all go off to like a camp somewhere or they all go somewhere you know, to get away from shit. And that's when it happens. And, but, you know, they're, they're mm-hmm. stuck in a building, like, you know, locked room scenario where they're all there. And, it, you know, it is, again, a murder, but it's like a locked house, kind of like a like werewolf style. Um, that could be mm-hmm. cool. Because um, I know they're talking about bringing, or they're doing a, they're doing a remake of um, uh, The Stranger soon. Um, so that, that could be kind of timely. Yeah. Um, a little bit more smaller scale. I don't know. I, I really did love the whole New York atmosphere. And I, I think they used the city pretty cool. Because it's just like, again, kind of like the theater opening scene from Scream 2. This one where it's just like, oh, it's a, you know open subway. And, you know, still getting stabbed. You're not safe on that point. Even if there's a whole bunch of people surrounding you. Like, that is terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Uh, but at the same time, too, it's not something they can repeat twice. So, man. Uh, like, but yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of, I, I yeah, the only thing I can think of is like ghost of uh, cult of ghost face on that point right there. Um, going on through, cause they've done much everything else. Yeah. Like, Spin off well, maybe. And, and this is kind of where my next, that's the only thing I can think of. That's where my next question for you gums. Do you think it should end with the next one? Cause that, I'm kind of feeling, I think I'm the feeling, trilogy should end. I think, but I do think scream is a series that can continue indefinitely. Like probably put the series on hiatus for a while, but after that, I think um, it'll be good. Yeah, like I, I feel like because so and I'll, and this will lead into my next my, my last thing. I swear, um, but like I feel like like and you know like we just talked about you know it's kind of hard to come up with the next 
thing was, because even this one, franchise pitch, you've been a franchise since the movie two. Come on. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry. You can't, don't, don't make this one about franchises when you've already been a franchise. Like, come on. Like, Lord of the Rings. I don't think they're making fun of franchises. They're just kind of like, you know, hey, this is something that well, uh, is going on with well, it. So. Well, not that they're making fun of it, but, but, but that, you know, saying like the requel makes sense. The reboot makes sense. The sequel makes sense. The trilogy makes sense. Making the sixth one be that they're a franchise is, is weird. Uh, you know, like I think what, what, what they should have done maybe it's been like, you know, we are the new generation franchise. Like, you know, because, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's not a one off. It's, it's not a one off reboot, you know, a canceled one. It's like we are the successful reboot. We are the like the new franchise or the, you know, the, like that's that. I think that that would be the main way to take it. But to make it that we're a franchise when you've been a franchise technically since the second movie, like is a weird thing to do. Like, I mean, it, it's it feels like a, we ran out of ideas for what the main backing to this one is. Um, so that, that's, you know, like what you said, it's, it's kind of hard to come up with what the next one would be because there really aren't many other titles. Um, so that, that's why I feel like the next one, like, you know, they're, they're making a seventh one. They definitely set up for it and they, uh, they already announced it, I think. But I do think, it, I think after that, they need a break until something new happens in horror to make it relevant because I think the risk that we run is that they keep making movies because they're popular now and they, they just drive it into the ground, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I'm afraid of. So I think after seven, they need to stop. Um, and, and leading into that, uh, a section that you know, we, we've left out, which we brought in all of our other movies reviews uh, for the Scream series, was discussion of the rules. Um, and so mm. I'm, I'm going to run through the rules real quick, yeah. and then we're going to talk about okay. the rules for this movie, because I don't, I don't think they're memorable, and I don't think, I don't think they're, they're, they're significant. So um, Scream 1, uh, three rules. You cannot survive if you have sex. Um, you, only, you can survive if you do drugs, and you don't survive if you say, I'll be right back, or you know, hello, or who's there. Uh, Scream 2. The body count's always bigger. The death scenes are more elaborate, and uh, there, there, there's there's another one. Um, but Randy dies. But apparently, what it's supposed to be is that if you if you want your film, he says, if you want your films to become a successful franchise, again mentioning franchise in the second movie, interesting. Uh, uh, that basically they say never assume the killer is dead. Uh, you know that's because mm-hmm. they always come back. Um, that that's what he gets cut off from saying. And then third one. Uh, so there's a killer who's going to be superhuman. Stabbing won't you know kill them. Shooting them won't work. Basically, you know you have to like just blow them up to kill them so that that's roman and the third one with the uh, bulletproof vest um and then in scream 3 they say again anyone including the main character can die which again is is what they say in the next two movies essentially uh the the past will come back to bite you in the ass so mm. right and again that and uh those those happen and that, that thing they say something very similar to the fourth one and the third and the fifth one and the sixth one you know they, they repeat these a lot now uh four is don't fuck with the original uh which is I think sydney's thing i think uh uh, two, the death scenes have to be more extreme. Again, that's exactly what they said in number two. Uh, unexpected is a new cliche, which is what they say in this one, in six. Um, new versions um, are always more advanced and more technological. Um, you have you have to have an opening sequence, and then uh, if you want to survive in the modern day, you have to be gay. Uh, that, 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 those are the ones from that. Now, Scream 2022. Uh, never trust the love interest. The killer always has something to do with the past, and the first victim always has a circle of friends that the killer is part of. Which again try, ties into these ones. Um, so now here's Scream Six. And again, I'm reading these off the Scream fandom website. So if these are wrong, go for it. Yeah, you know. Uh, so here they are. Charge your phone in case you need to call for help, but don't answer if it rings. Weird, but you know. Okay. Um, check all the dark stairs. Good enough. Okay. Don't leave your apartment. Okay. Delete your delivery apps. Okay. Keep alert. What the fuck? What are these rules? 
I don't remember any of these. Yeah, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> it because the, the the scene of the movie was just like you know legacy sequels. Oh wait, or, oh know, so actually, or, or a franchise sequel. Yeah, it was like legacy characters. No, you're right. Um, no. You know, legacy characters are no longer safe. It's always part of a circle of friends. That one was true. Okay, here, like, let me try to let me um, let me let me actually look through this real quick. So these. Okay, so the, sorry. These ones, I guess, are from the are from the promo film. They say so. Thank God they get that these are the ones. Oh, okay. gotcha, gotcha, the, gotcha. the other ones are all real. The Scream Six ones are not. You know, let me pull up the actual Scream Six ones because um, they were dumb. Okay. I, I, I remember as they said them, I was like, these. A lot of these feel like the exact same from the first one. Um, here. Yeah. So if while you're looking for that, yeah. if what I can remember was, um, you know, legacy characters. Basically, everyone is safe. Everyone can be killed because you know, even if you've completed the character art, there's nothing more to do with them. So you know. No one is safe. Um, everyone's a suspect, which everyone was kind of in at that point. It's generally someone you know. So, of course, they had two characters who were the killer in that particular group. Um, trying to remember what else, too. Uh, franchises. Yeah. yeah. It's a fr- uh, it, 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 they said it's a franchise, so everything is bigger. Everything's, you know, more bloody. Uh, and anybody can die, which I feel like they've been saying that since for a while now. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, oh, they did say something like, you know, it's bigger, better. They have a bigger budget. They, you know, things are bombastic, that sort of thing. I, so. I think there's something about, like, don't trust people you don't know, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. though, though I do like, okay, here we go, let's see. Oh, okay, yeah, so, 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 okay, so here's, so here, here they are, I guess. Um, uh, so, okay, one of them is, okay, never trust love interest. We got, we got that. Um, one is let's see, the slutty roommate is the is always the victim, always dies. So that's uh, mm-hmm. her. Um, let's see, is this one. And then she makes that comment, just like sex positive. Yeah, which I thought was cute. Yeah, I don't uh-huh. um, so I wonder maybe that was planned. Why, uh, man? I can't find. Where are they? They like nobody's written these down. I guess I think I got it. You did okay. Go for it. I think I got it. Yeah. So. I found this one article right here. Anyone can become a casualty, which is what we talked about. You know, even legacy characters. Uh, The final girl becomes the new face of the franchise. And they make a comment about how Sam is the final new final girl of the franchise. Uh, Bigger budget, wilder set pieces. uh, Correct. Uh, The killer breaks their pattern. Um, It is in a new location. No longer in Woodsboro. It's in New York City. Uh, Higher body counts. Mm -hmm. Anyone can be a suspect. Um writes the wrongs of the past movies legacy characters aren't safe which kind of goes along with 10 and then of course the post credit scene so yeah oh yeah yeah that's okay that, that's right that's, that's that those are the 10 okay mm-hmm. so half of those i think are from like four and five like you know ever since the second one they've been saying they get bigger right more deaths anyone can die and i think right so i think trilogies anyone can die i think um is, is what they say in the trilogy um the the final girl become the new hero. I guess that kind of works, but I, I guess at this time there are two final girls because Jenna. I don't know Jenna Ortega also. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I just like the the rules are kind of getting lame. I feel like like never answer the phone. I, I guess, but I think like that's also mostly just screen movies. Like mm-hmm. Michael Myers isn't calling anybody. Let's, let's think of other horror movies <laughs> recently where this happens. <laughs> what other horror movies does this happen in where it's never answer the phone? Uh, where you know where answering the phone mm-hmm. kills you. Um, I think it's mostly just scream. So I guess it's like. I so well, maybe this would be the meta thing for the next one is to say rules for surviving the stab franchise. 
because I think because yeah. I don't think a lot of these really cross over. And again, I think a lot of them are just dumb because they've said them twenty times. But, but I guess you know this is uh, you know a different. I think that would get a little bit too close to Scream Three in terms of the lines between Scream and Stab were being blurred. Like not so much to survive a horror movie, but specifically how to survive a stab movie, which is you know the whole thing about the stab movies is it's a meta in way to say how to. Um, uh, da, 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 which is a commentary on horror movies in general. Oh my god, I've gone cross-eyed. Um, yeah, yeah, this is get it, it, it could get way too convoluted well, very quickly. And, and that's that's why I'm kind of afraid of this series going on for too long, just because I feel like the ruse, the the the, the sign of these rules just repeating and not being anything new or just being kind of like minute and only applying to this film to me aren't as like you know a creative. I feel like the first, I feel like one, two, three, and even four. I think. You know, again, obviously they repeated like the death and things get bigger, but I guess that's kind of true. Every movie, you know, that should get bigger to a degree. That's why you come back for it. Um, but it just felt like, I don't know. I, I remember they're just saying the rules, being like, okay, like anybody can die again, but nobody does. Like none of the main cast die. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's not the rule of your franchise. Look at that. Like you know, it's just it seemed uh, it's it seemed it seemed weird. Um, I, I almost honestly, I almost prefer the fake ones that came out in that preview. Like, turn on <laughs> closure delivery app because you know that makes sense to a degree. Strangers coming to your door can easily break in and get you. You know that that's actually touche. Uh, you know, um, very very basic ones. Uh, yeah, definitely. But now I, I I I do like I said before. I just. I feel they should have one more movie, Scream 7, just to wrap up this trilogy they've started with Sam and Tara. But at the same time, I feel like after that, depending on how they end it, they should let the series lay dormant for a few years, let the cultural zeitgeist kind of move on into the next stage. And then once they have something to say about the current state of horror movies, you know, whether it's requels, whether it's franchises, whether it's, you know, trilogies, whatever it is, then come on back to it and then say what they have to say, make the commentary on that front. Mm -hmm. I think... That would be my preferred way to view these movies. Do you th- do you... But we'll see what we'll see what seven does because they're definitely going to make a seven. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Do you think that that was um how to say it? Did it feel for you like the uh, the rules segment in this movie was kind of almost like an afterthought? Because if you think about it, it's that one isolated scene that they just kind of film randomly in a park. They got it out of the way very quickly, so, and, and it just yeah. it just it didn't seem to happen naturally. I feel like. And one, it's pretty natural that, you know, it's just Randy being, being Randy. Two, again, it's Randy being Randy. Three, it's that, it's that gimmicky video. But, like, it's, 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 like, it's, it's so funny because it's, like, he left a video for it because he died. I thought that was really funny and great. Um, four, it makes sense. They're at a film club. They're talking about it. Five, the same thing. It's a bunch of friends who are really film nerds. And, like, it makes sense that they're presenting it because it's this kind of, like, fun. The friends are sitting around talking, but also the murder happened. This one felt mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it, it, like, it literally felt like Mandy or Mindy was just, like, Guys, 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 we need one of these in a movie. So let's sit down and make up some rules and talk about them. Because it, mm-hmm. it made, again, it was natural in the first movie because it was the first time, that, or not first, sorry, the fifth movie, because it was these friends sitting down talking about it and educating Dewey and talking to Dewey about it. Because, you know, Dewey always knew Randy. So he was kind of like, he was the audience surrogate there for that moment. And it was these friends getting together and kind of showing that these friends are nerds and stuff. And it just, it felt like in this movie, like it was really forced. And I think like, even making, uh, uh, not to spoil a certain after credit scene, it just felt like a gimmick. Like it felt like a, we put this in. It didn't. It didn't feel like it was written naturally. Just, just kind of like honestly, like I felt the um, the weird scene with Kirby and um, and Mandy when they're when they're doing their t- trivia. It was a fun little nerd moment, but it was too scripted to me. Where like, like I I don't know. It, it, they, they weren't asking questions. They were just saying things simultaneously at the same time, which is really yep. weird because it wasn't like. I feel like nobody has a conversation like that. Like, if I was like, hey, Dan. I, 
I've had conversations like that, especially if I've never met someone for the very first time and like, oh, you're into horror movies too. And it's the whole just kind of like net vetting someone. It's almost like gatekeeping in a way to kind of be like, you know, okay, well, you like scary movies. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, you, you like the Saw franchise. I'm going to judge you for that. That sort of thing. Well, yeah. Um, that, that That's kind of what I was getting well, out of that one. I get the concept for it, but it was a weird time to do it. And also, if I were like, hey, Dan, who's your favorite Pokemon? Well, what would you say? Badoof. Okay. But you notice how I didn't go Caterpie when you said Bidoof. I didn't go favorite Pokemon yeah, Caterpie, yeah. favorite Digimon. Oh yeah, like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that, it, 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 it's part of what my what my issue I think was with, with four too, where it was just like this is really unnatural. Like this isn't a conversation. This isn't getting to know each other. This is just like uh-huh. weird. This is just like who yeah. talks like this? I, I, I kind of figured it was like kind of like a pissing contest sort of thing, especially since those two like loved horror movies and they're like so into it at that point. You know, it is awkward, but it. I've had a lot of conversations that were just like that, where it's not so much trying to learn the other person, but it's basically a pissy match on that front. I don't know. So, yeah. I feel like in the context of being an FBI agent who's in her 30s, comes to a murder scene, finds a former victim, and who's, you know, in her early 20s. I'm probably probably 20, probably 19. Actually, yeah, they just graduated high school, right? So, 18, 19. Yeah, she was 30. You sit Mm -hmm. sit down with her, and you're like, just... Go, I don't know. I feel I think there was a really natural way, and I think like a comforting way for that to happen, right? Because like she's a victim, she got hurt multiple times, she's probably in an emotional state. They're in a place. I think it would have been a really great moment for Kirby to vet, to talk to her about how also being a survivor who got stabbed, um, you know, talking about you know like you know having horror movies talk about, it. and then we can have a reflection of like you know it's great to talk about these things, but it's kind of shitty when it happens in real life, you know? Like wouldn't that be like mm-hmm. a great thing to talk about? How like a, a reflection on how we watch horror, but experiencing it's a different thing, you know? I think that would have been a great moment for them, but it never. Like, uh, man, I, mm-hmm. so many opportunities. Again, I, I don't dislike this movie, but there's so many opportunities that they had. It didn't take, and I'm mad. Uh, yep. Anyway, all right, sorry, I keep ranting, and we should, we should end this episode probably three hours long at this point. Yeah, definitely. Let's wrap this up right now. So definitely Scream 6. If you haven't seen it already, definitely go see it. Um, highly recommend it. Uh, yeah, another great issue of the franchise. Um, so yeah, uh, other than that, uh, thank you so much for our opening theme song. That is Teddy's Atlas with the uh, song Horror Movie Story. You get to get that off the album Children in the Corner. They are good, good Canadian boys. Uh, we are going to go ahead and try something for St. Patrick's Day for our next episode, but coming up soon is our Evil Dead-a-thon, so we are going to go ahead and go through every single Evil Dead movie leading up to Evil Dead Rise. Uh, we're going to go ahead and try and start that at the end of the month, so we'll probably be one more episode between now and then, but that will be that. Uh, other than that, thank you so much to everyone for listening. Once again, we are active on social media, Facebook and Instagram. You can always send suggestions for movies. We have done past movies that people have suggested. Uh, Blood for Dracula, Flesh for Frankenstein was one of them, as well as Triangle and a couple other ones as well. So let us know if there's anything you want to see. We would be more than happy to kind of listen on in, check it out, that sort of thing. Other than that, uh, thanks so much for listening and stay groovy. Bye.